Hi, Karen. Courage to Change, October 9th. I used to think of God as my adversary. We were engaged in a battle of wills, and I wasn't about to let down my guard. You can imagine how quickly this attitude led me to hit a hard emotional bottom. I came to Al-Anon, but I was reluctant to admit that I was powerless. I knew it was true. I had obviously failed to conquer alcoholism, but I wasn't going to submit to my enemy. I'm so grateful to Al-Anon for helping me learn to surrender. It took a long time, but I finally realized that surrender does not mean submission. It means I'm willing to stop fighting reality, to stop trying to do God's part and to do my own. When I gather flowers or marvel at nature's wonders, I do not lose face when I can see that I am not in control. So it is with everything in my life. The best way I've found to invite serenity is to recognize that the world is in good hands. Today I can be grateful that the earth will continue to revolve without any help from me. I am free to live my own life, safe in the knowledge that a higher power is taking care of my world, my loved ones, and myself. Well, that's a good uh, that's a good analogy. You know, I really like that one part where it says, um, "Ah, in the surrender." It took a long time, but I finally realized that surrender does not mean submission. You know what it means for me? It means freedom. Freedom. Uh, there's something pretty wonderful about realizing that you're not in control, that you don't have to fix everything. Um, sometimes when I'm in a tailspin and I don't know what to do, um, you know, I get all, oh, and then I go, wait a minute. I don't have to do anything here. I'm just going to ask God to direct my thinking. Nothing, you know, just relax. God's in charge. Like, I'm going to just see what God wants me to do. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to wait. I'm going to think. You know, that first initial instinct is that, like, push. Like, do something. Fix this. And uh, at least it is for me. And then I go, wait a minute. <sighs> wait a minute. I don't know what to do. That is freedom. I don't know. That took me a long time. I don't know. I remember when I first started going to meetings and I was talking about uh, a loved one who I just, I was powerless over what was going on. And I said, you know, what's going to happen is blah, 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 blah. I was telling this woman, she said, you don't know what's going to happen. And I said, yeah, I do. And she said, I said, this is what's going to happen. She goes, no, you don't know. You think you know, but you don't know. And I was like, what? And I thought, oh my God, she's right. I don't know. I don't really know. I think I know, but I don't know. And uh, that is freedom. I don't know. You know, what should I do? I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to do? Let's, let's, do you want, you know, what do you want to do? I asked that yesterday, that's funny. I asked a woman yesterday, she contacted me and she wanted some help. And I said, what do you want to do? And she happened to be an alcoholic, one of the alcoholics I was helping. I, I wasn't helping her. She asked me for help. She contacted me and said, I, I'd like some help. And I said, what do you want to do? And she said, well, what I want to do is I want to be one of those people that can come home from work and have a drink. And have control over my drinking 
And I said, well, me too. Because <laughs> you know, as most of you know, I'm also an alcoholic as well as a codependent. And, uh, and I told her, I said, you know, I found that impossible for me. You know, but uh, I wish you luck. You know, I, I wish you well. Let me know if you need anything. I'm not mad. I asked her what she wanted. But see, I think I know when someone contacts me and says I want help, I assume they want to get sober. So I need to ask, what do you want to do? Right? I don't know. The surrender of not knowing, of not having the answers has been a huge freedom for me. I woke up this morning with that feeling, you know, it's my, if everything's going the way I think it is, I'm in pretty good shape. So I've been in pretty good shape. And then last night I got a comment from a family member that just wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't good. It made me feel bad. And, uh, you know, so everything went off kilter. Everything went sideways. And, you know, I had to, I had to admit, I don't know what to do here. I don't know what they should do. I need to, I need to be quiet. And that is freedom. That is freedom for sure. Um, just to have a higher power and let it be in charge is a big deal. There's another story I want to tell you. There was a man, a very good friend of mine. He's still a very good friend of mine. He's in it, but a long time ago when I very first met him, I met him and I ran into him downtown Palm Springs and uh, there was a street fair going on and it was packed. You know, all the, the booths are set up, the streets closed, and all the booths are set up on both sides and people are walking and it's just all these people and people are trying to get around each other. It was just crazy, pre-pandemic, obviously. And I, I bumped into him and I was alone. And he was talking to me and I was telling him about the situation with someone in my family and I was distraught and disturbed and, and I need to do this and I don't know. And he said, you know, I want you to do something for me. I want you to pretend like you're dead. I want you to play dead. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, I want you right now, pretend like you're not here on this planet and we're just observing. You and I are both dead and we're just standing here watching all these people. Look around. And I looked around and I looked at the guy cooking the hot dogs and I looked at the person selling the, the little wind chimes and I, I looked at all the people hustling and bustling and talking to each other. And he says, do you realize that if we weren't here, this would still be going on? And I was like, oh. And all of a sudden I was able to separate and kind of have this third person experience where I was watching everybody, but I wasn't involved. And I didn't realize how involved I am in everything. How I guess I thought that if I wasn't down at the street fair, there wouldn't be a street fair. <laughs> he said, just play dead. Leave people alone. Everything would work out just fine if you weren't here. So why do you think you got to do it? Why do you think you got to manage things and, and be in charge of things? Just play dead. Now, I use play dead all the time. I really do. I, I you know, when there's a outburst or something at work or something's freaking out at Walmart, I just pretend, you know, this would be happening if I wasn't here. I don't have to be the person that butts in. I don't have to be the person that takes charge and fixes it and gives money and blah, blah, blah. You know, I can just watch the show and not be the show. If you've ever heard me say it, it's one of my favorite sayings. 
Just watch the show. There's such a sense of relief in that. You will realize how tired you are. Just exhausted from trying to run the freaking show. So there's freedom in the surrender. Try it. It's not, it felt like a punishment to me at first, but it wasn't a punishment. It was, it was my salvation. So thanks for listening. I wish you all would comment and tell me what you think about these readings. It's supposed to be a book club, not a book chat. Bye.